Welcome to the Real Estate Guys Radio Show. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Where do you get the money to invest in real estate? Well, there's the obvious places, but once you've searched your bank account and your piggy bank, there's some other places to look, and we're going to talk about a really cool one today. And we've got a great guest today on the Real Estate Guys Radio Program. If you love real estate and have always wanted to own your own business, listen up. The Real Estate Guys and their panel of experts want to teach you how to go full-time fast in the real estate syndication business. These next few years may go down in history as one of the best times ever to acquire investment real estate. There are deals everywhere if you know where to look and how to assemble the resources. The Secrets of Successful Syndication Seminar will show you how to make big money doing big deals from a team of experts that have syndicated projects totaling more than $1 billion. Don't wait for someone to give you a raise or create a job for you. Attend the secrets of successful syndication and learn how to build a team, raise capital, find deals, and make full-time money in six months or less. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. All the big players use syndication as a way to diversify risk, optimize profits, and earn big money. You can too. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. This portion of the Real Estate Guys radio program is brought to you by International Coffee Farms, where you can own a parcel of land in your very own specialty coffee farm in Panama for as little as $15,000. Here's how it works. Deeded half-acre parcels entitled Specialty Coffee Farms in Boquete, Panama are turnkey managed professionally on your behalf by a team of local experts. Sustainable average income is estimated at 12% and cash flow can begin within 12 to 15 months from the date of your parcel ownership. International Coffee Farms' mission is to own and operate specialty coffee farms that are economically, environmentally, and socially sustainable. As part of this mission, 20% of the gross profits of each farm is committed to a socially sustainable fund to improve the lives of the Panamanian coffee farm workers and their families. International Coffee Farms currently owns and operates nine specialty coffee farms with half-acre parcels available for immediate ownership. To find out how you can become a coffee farm owner in Paquete, Panama, email coffee at realestateguysradio.com. That's coffee at realestateguysradio.com. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. With me as usual, it's our co-host and financial strategist, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. You know we love real estate. We do. And we love what real estate can do for you. Right? It's the kind of investment that whether you're full-time into it and you got the bug like we do, or you just occasionally throw a house in your portfolio, it's all good. The challenge is that because so many people are passive in investing, they don't give it the thought that they should, and they maybe don't plan ahead. And so we meet a lot of folks that we consider accidental real estate investors. They just kind of ended up with a house. Maybe they couldn't sell their house, and they wanted to buy another one, and they were financially able to, and they rented their house out, and before long, it was a great investment. I think a lot of people are working hard and they're putting money away and they're trying to live below their means. And many of these folks are putting money into retirement funds and throwing that into some mutual fund or something their employer recommends. And they don't give much thought to that. I think there's a way that we can give a little more thought and maybe spend an hour talking about that so people can be a little more, to use your word, strategic. Yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of became a financial strategist because I was interested in building wealth with real estate and I understood that it was about financing and funding. And like a lot of people, the only thing I knew was down payment and conventional loan. And then I saw some, you know, late night TV stuff about creative financing, which is assumable loans and subject to and some strategies like that. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. So I decided to get into the mortgage business and I studied the strategic use of debt. How can I look at a balance sheet and see equity and cash flow and free that up and make things happen? And as you know, Robert, I mean, I did hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of consultations with investors. And as the deeper I got into the mortgage business, one of the things we recognized is it was a lot of power on people's financial statements that they didn't understand. There was equity tied up in properties that was not being utilized to its fullest, and we started teaching equity optimization. There was all kinds of wealth stored up in other vehicles, like the cash values of insurance or maybe in retirement plans that people thought, oh, I can only do certain things with that. And so it's just a matter of being aware of what your options are. And there's so many amazing financial tools out there. Even today, all these years later, I'm constantly learning about these new vehicles, these new ways. The laws change, tax laws change, uh, loan products change, and then economic circumstances change. And then people are out there being constantly creative. And now, because of my role as a co-host on the show, 
you know, I get exposed to a lot of stuff and people come in here with these great ideas. And that's what happened here. We, we ended up meeting somebody that uh, actually quite a while ago and uh, stayed in touch over the years. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, this thing is, is available to people and they don't even know it and they don't even know how to use it. And so we spent some time taking a look at it and thought, hey, you know what? Let, let's share this with the audience. I think they're really going to get a kick out of it. Yeah. So this may apply to you and it may not, but either way, it'll be interesting, especially if you're out there on a path to acquire more real estate over time and uh, or maybe you're raising money to do deals and you're going to want to know about this vehicle too. But it's pretty interesting. I remember many years ago, we had our first seminar on using your retirement funds to invest in real estate. And we got so much pushback from people who said, oh, you can't do that. That's illegal. And you had found a book and we had met a guy and little, little known. I mean, if you asked 100 real estate investors back then, hey, could you invest in real estate using a retirement account? They would all say no. Today, most people know that you can. They may not have done it. They may not know how to do it. But it's pretty common to take a self-directed IRA and invest in the real estate. And that is still completely valid. But there's some new tools and some new ways. Well, and it's not even so much that they're new because even back then, this was, I think, December, as I recall, of 2001. And you and I had just started working together. It was our very first specialty seminar we did together. And again, as a financial strategist, I'm looking at financial statements, trying to figure out how can I unleash purchasing power? And in the course of researching that, I found out that you could use IRA money to invest in real estate. Wow, let's do a seminar on that. Well, IRAs had been around since 1974, yeah. and you could do it ever since 1974. So just because you've been able to do something for a while doesn't mean it's not new in terms of you're discovering it. So that's one thing. The second thing is IRAs came out in 1974 with ERISA. But later, Roth came out and some other things. And of course, the options that people have when they're self-employed, that opens up some other things. And a lot of people who are in real estate, we say all the time, look at your real estate investing as what? A business. If Instead of you just looking at it as a portfolio, you have your day job and you're over here doing your investing. If you look at your real estate as a business, that opens up some new things. You know, business lines of credit, for example, you wouldn't think of that because you're an employee. I'm not really a business. But if you structure your real estate investing properly, you can be a business and there's a lot of tax breaks. I think the thing that we're saying is this, when you are a real estate investor, it isn't only just about the real estate. And before you are a real estate investor, you are an investor, which means it's your entire financial profile. It's not just the real estate. It's not just the debt and the cash flow and the equity and the depreciation and the taxes. And so when you take a step back and look at how are you going to deal with your cash reserves, how are you going to deal with your insurance coverages, how are you going to deal with your asset protection and your estate planning, and how are you going to deal with these other assets you have on your balance sheet, like retirement accounts, and what options are fully available to me if I look at my real estate as a business. You put all that together and it opens up a lot that people may not be aware that they have to use. We love to get out and go to events and meet lots of cool people. And many, many years ago, we attended a Rich Dad event about gold and silver and met the man that you're about to meet. And you might wonder what gold and silver has to do with real estate and retirement accounts. But we're going to pull it all together before we're done. Stay with us. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms real estate investment advice right in your mailbox. Sign up for the free Real Estate Guys newsletter at realestateguysradio.com. Hey, it's Robert Helms. Thanks so much for listening to the show today. I want to personally invite you to come see an amazing real estate market that combines excellent cash flow, offshore diversification, and what we affectionately call lifestyle investing. Come join me from August 18th to 21st in the beautiful country of Belize. The Real Estate Guys have been bringing investors to Belize for more than 10 years now, and our discovery trip is designed to show you the market like nobody else can. Sure, Belize is breathtakingly beautiful. The people are wonderful, and wait till you taste the food. But the real opportunity is the real estate investment potential. 2016 was the biggest year in tourism Belize has ever witnessed, and this year is off to an even better start. How does that translate to real estate investment? Well, that's what you have to come see. There's all types of opportunity in Belize when it comes to real estate investing, including both long and short-term rentals, commercial and retail triple net properties, business opportunities, land acquisition, development, agriculture, and more. And as the only country in Latin America with English as its official language, it's easy to understand the law, property rights are strong, and contracts are in English. And in Ambergris Key, Belize, a unique situation exists where demand for rentals continues to outstrip supply, creating a compelling environment for investors. So come see for yourself. 
Join me on August 18th to 21st in Ambergris Key, Belize as we study the market, learn about the sustainable drivers, and tour lots of beautiful real estate. And like all of our field trips, there are no properties for sale during the weekend. Rather, you'll meet lots of providers that will help educate you about the market so you can follow up with them after the trip if the market seems interesting to you. Napa will be in your court though, you'll receive their contact details, but they won't receive yours unless you give it to them. You've heard about Belize on the Real Estate Guys for all these years, now come see what all the excitement is about. Plus, we'll have lots of time over meals and activities to talk about all things real estate. To get the details, go to the website at realestateguysradio.com and click on Events where you'll find the Belize Discovery Trips. Once you register, you'll get information about our group hotel rates as well as travel details. So join me in Belize. It's a beautiful country with lots of amazing possibilities and the only thing missing is you. Go to realestateguysradio.com under events. I look forward to seeing you in beautiful Belize. Memphis is famous for being the home of the king of rock and roll, but it's also the king of cash flow. If you're looking for affordable cash flow properties, it's hard to beat Memphis. Get your portfolio rocking and more cash flowing your way by calling Terry Kerr at Mid-South Home Buyers. Terry's the king of turnkey properties. Contact Terry through the resource section at realestateguysradio.com. And be sure to order Terry's tips for turnkey rental property investing report. It's free. Just send your request to turnkey at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, this is Peter Schiff, and you are listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Heard every weekend on this great radio station and all the time at realestateguysradio.com and your favorite podcast outlets. We're talking today about a lesser-known source of capital, if you will, when it comes to real estate investing, and that is retirement funds. Here to help us talk about that uh, is author Damian Lupo. How are you? I'm great. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, it was a long time ago that we met at uh, that Robert Kiyosaki event about gold and silver, and uh, here we are all these years later, and we'll, we'll kind of color the steps in between. But uh, one of the things that is happening today is folks are out there looking to invest in real estate, and they don't necessarily have the capital to do that. In our world, we find people that want to syndicate deals by putting money together, but sometimes the money is right under their nose. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how often people will say, I can't really do that. I'd love to do real estate. I'd love to invest in metals or or these these different investment options. And they say, yeah, I'm just, my money's stuck in a mutual fund, or it's stuck with my employer, or it's stuck. And, and I, I say, well, wait, do you have any assets that are maybe in a retirement plan? And they go, yeah, but those are for when I'm 60. And I go, oh, you know, let's talk about this. And they go, wait, what do you mean? So that's how, kind of how it starts. People don't realize that, like you said, it's the, the assets are just right in front of them if they just knew what to look at. Well, I think part of the thing is that when people think of their retirement funds, they think exactly that. They think that I'm putting money away in little pieces so that one day when I need it, it'll be there. And they maybe even think even less about the underlying vehicle that it's in. If they're an employee especially, they picked a couple of plans and checked a box and off it went and they get a statement every now and then. But what we've discovered, of course, is you can have a lot more control over what you invest in and how you invest. And it's gotten even better as some of these different vehicles have uh, come into existence. Yeah. the the w- What's really exciting is that there's this whole world of alternative vehicles, um, not even talking about the investments, but the vehicles, the IRAs and and the solo 401ks, these things that people are starting to hear a little bit about and they're going, okay, well, what, what is that? What, what can I do with that to where I can actually be in control? Because really that's what it's all about. It's, it's not going having your employer's plan where you have five choices, mutual fund A, B, C, or D. And then maybe someday when I leave the company, I might be able to do something with it. Um, and at that point, you're just really li- living on a hopium strategy, smoking a lot of hopium, make it, maybe it'll all work out. <laughs> Maybe it will. Well, I think that it's also just about education, right? I mean, back in the day, as we were talking about, no one had any idea, really, you could use your retirement funds to invest in real estate and other non-traditional assets. Uh, you figured that out through uh, another business that you've had for a long time. We'll talk about it in a minute. But uh, in reality, there is lots of ways to get those dollars to work. And, you know, you mentioned the solo 401k. And I think that's maybe a lesser known uh, tool than uh, than just a self-directed IRA. So can you speak to what the solo 401k is and who it's appropriate for? Yeah, definitely. The, the solo 401k is really for the person, the self-employed person. It's the, it's really, if you're an investor, just imagining you're, you're doing your real estate stuff, you guess what? You're self-employed. You, you are that person that this tool was made for. It's somebody that's going to be driving their own ship. And, and it's, it gives you the ability to invest in basically anything under the sun minus about 
10 things. Right. And, and so the IRS is really friendly. They say, we're not going to tell you what you can invest in, but here are the things you can't. And what's really great is that real estate is right there wide open. You can kind of go wherever you want with that. And and I, I didn't even realize that, that was that this was an option. This, this came to me as an accident years ago uh, when I was operating my primary business. And somebody said, I want to invest in some precious metals with my retirement plan. And I, I looked at them and I went, I don't even know what you're talking about. So it was really exciting to just accidentally find this thing, which I realized was going to be a really great tool for most people that were doing the real estate world. Well, there's the first part of the tie-in. We met at the gold and silver event that uh, Mr. Kiyosaki did, and uh, that's been your business. You're a bullion dealer. You sell gold and silver to people. Yeah, I've been doing that for, for quite a long time. In fact, it's, it's a kind of a family thing. Dad started it when gold became legal to, to own again in the early 70s, and, and it, I had that bug. I had that, like, pirate uh, blood that wanted to be a, a part of that that world. <laughs> and I, it was it kind of, it just, it's something cool when you're holding metals, and and so I, I was traditional, kind of the traditional broker. I would help people get their metals, but what I found is that most people would want some, but they they were like, yeah, my cash is really stuck in this 401k or maybe an IRA, but really their their money was stuck in these mutual funds. And then when when my my friend said, I want to buy some silver and I want you to ship it to me, my retirement plan is going to pay for it. I thought, this is interesting. Yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of people, they plan to invest in real estate and maybe have a portfolio that builds up over time. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago on the show, we were talking about just qualification and you run out of, you know, Fannie and Freddie loans and you have a hard time uh, finding the, the money. But if you look to your retirement fund, it's not right for everybody or every kind of investment. I guess that's the first thing. Back to this mentality of my retirement is there for later when I need it. It's the vehicle underneath we're talking about, though. Gold and silver could be there when you need it. Real estate could be there when you need it. So what was interesting as we first started down this road, or I remember when we did that first seminar, my big takeaway was, well, I, I can't put very much money in my IRA. I mean, it, it's not going to amount to a whole lot. And even if I had leverage, still, I can't buy that much property with it. But what's cool about the 401k, the solo 401k, is you can put a lot more money in it. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. In fact, it's like this ten times. We hear the, the term ten x a lot. I love this. It's one of my core six values. And and the the solo four hundred one k, you're able to put over fifty thousand dollars a year. And so if there's a couple in a household, you could literally put over a hundred thousand, cl- close to one hundred twenty thousand every year. So all of a sudden, you start thinking over a ten year period. 120000 that's over a million that you could potentially put into it. And if you're doing real estate investments, all the money you're making in your real estate work could end up going into this thing. And in, in a decade, you could have over a million. And that's, that's before we even talk about leverage, which is the coolest part about the solo 401k and the opportunity for building things rapidly because you can use leverage. You know, when you think about buying stocks or bonds or even gold or silver or oil, you usually don't think about leverage very much. I mean, occasionally you can, you know, margin some things, but real estate, that's one of our core things, right? We can invest in leverage. And yet with your IRA, there's only certain lenders that will loan and there's a lot of rules about it. But how is the solo 401k different from that? Well, here, here's the big thing. When you when you have uh, some cash in your in your solo 401k, in your retirement plan, and you want to invest in, in real estate, you can go get a loan but if you make profits, and that's the idea, you're gonna you want to make some money. When you make profits, there is a tax on the percentage of the purchase price based on the the debt. So, for example, you buy a house for 100 grand, 10,000 of your retirement plan is used as cash, and then you borrow 90,000, and then you end up selling the house for 200,000. There's 100,000 in profit. If you did that out, if you did that with an IRA you're gonna pay tax on $90,000 worth of the profit at the trust rates, which basically means you're gonna write a check for about $35,000. Well, and here's why that is. This makes sense if you think about it. It's that, take your example of the $100,000 house and 10,000 is your IRA. The way that the IRS looks at it is that, well, the IRA was only 10% of the investment, so it only gets 10% of the gain tax-free or tax-exempt or tax-deferred. The rest, it doesn't. It's good. That, that, that didn't come from the funds in, in your retirement account that came from leverage. That's so right. That's, I mean, so it makes sense. It's just not very pretty. Yeah, it's, it's not very pretty there. And then the exciting part, when you do this in your solo 401k, this thing called unrelated debt financed income, it's, it's the UDFI. The solo 401k is exempt so when you buy that same house, the same $10,000 that is in your solo plan and you make 100000 in profit, all of that money stays in your plan. And if we're talking about money, because your, your solo 401k can have a Roth piece, which is tax-free or tax-deferred, if you have it in a Roth place in your account, you're not going to pay tax on that, that profit ever. Right. 
So all of a sudden, you can start thinking about going vertical. And this is really applicable for people that are maybe in their 50s and they're saying, well, I want to I want to kind of retire. I want to think about having some more freedom, but I've only got 50 or $100,000. How do I get that to a place where I've got that, that the mass to do something? And if you're not getting taxed and you're using this type of system with a solo 401k, all of a sudden you can see where you could create that type of wealth very quickly. Now, again, the limitation is that you have to be self-employed. If you just work for somebody else as an employee, this isn't available to you. But as Damien points out, your real estate business could legitimately be a business. Check with your tax professional, but at some point, that's a business of its own. Yeah, I, I, I spent 10 years in the real estate investment world, so I can guarantee you that was a business. It was not something where I just punched a clock. That, that clock tended to punch me quite a bit, but it was, <laughs> I mean, it was, we, it's a full-on business, and if you take it seriously, you've got some tools that can really juice it. Well, let's talk about that just for a minute, because it's a real estate show, and we've got folks who have uh, started investing in real estate only in the last few years, never seen a down market. Then we have some seasoned folks that have been through a couple of times of uh, difficulties. Uh, you invested in real estate before the crash. I did. I actually did it when it was when it was not in vogue, which is kind of funny for me to think about where because it's really exciting right now. There's a lot of people talking about it. Yep. And this is when back in the late 90s, people were talking about petfood.com, where right. dog food was creating billionaires. <laughs> and and so I, I got into the real estate world and it was it was because I read Rich Dad Poor Dad and I watched a 2 a.m. infomercial. And then I went out to Florida and saw Robert at a, at a show and I thought, this is for me. I'm going to go do it. And I did it for uh, a good five, six years and building up a $20 million portfolio with 150 houses and apartments and condo developments. So I went deep into that space and something I completely missed was these tools that would have allowed me to avoid that letter I remember getting from the IRS that said, your tax bill is $672,000. And I, I just remember choking. And what I could have had is a zero tax bill if I had really taken advantage of some of these tools that I didn't even know about. So it was it was kind of a trial by fire, but there's a better way to do a lot of these things. And well, I would do them different now. Oh my gosh, there sure is. And here's the thing, it, we, it's zero-based thinking, knowing what we now know. Right. When we got into real estate, things were different, et cetera. So this is a kind of a wake-up call to be able to get some of this stuff, get your mind around some of this stuff. And before we're done, Damien's got some great notes that he's taken. He's put together a quick little report where you can learn what we're talking about because it's a lot to get, to get your head around. If you've not been in this, you know, investing using my retirement account space, it takes some time to get your mind around it. So we'll have that for you before you're done. But uh, when you look out there and you see these investors that would like to acquire more real estate because the market's, you know, hot and so forth, there's just a few more things they have to learn if they're going to be able to use the retirement funds. Yeah, I mean, really, they just they need to understand the fundamentals and what they're, I mean, it's it's really no different and in my mind to invest in, in property using cash from just your checking account or from your retirement plan. The difference is there's that it's a mentality around why you're doing what you're doing. The retirement money is, is something you're building a financial fortress for your future. And it's not just something that you're going to spend on now because you flipped a house and you made a bunch of money and you're going to buy a Ferrari like I did, which was by the way, kind of stupid. But, you know, there's there's that mentality that you're shifting into. And so you want to be a good steward. And part of the solo plan is that you're in charge. I mean, there is there's not a requirement to have somebody else like a custodian or anything. You are the administrator and the trustee. What that means is it's really up to you to make it happen. And that can be dangerous for some people. I mean, quite honestly, if you're not responsible, that is my highest, most important value, self-responsibility. So I'm really careful when people want to set these up that they're responsible. If, if you are, it's a perfect tool. But if you're not, then maybe the alternative or the, the traditional stuff that, that we just throw your money and hope. Maybe that's more in line with your, your psychology. This is a key distinction because at first, the whole idea that, hey, I might be able to use some of my retirement money to invest in a non-traditional asset is new thinking. And then when you start to compare the different tools that people use, the very fact that there's different law behind each of these tools. So yeah, a self-directed IRA or Roth IRA can be a great tool sometimes, but the solo 401k is different. It's different because of the contribution levels, different because of the things we've talked about so far. What else do folks need to know about it? Well, I, I think that they, I mean, really, it, it comes back to the idea that they're in charge of everything. Um, you can't just kind of throw darts and, and hope it'll work. It, the reason that people haven't heard about it is obviously because there's it's not very profitable for 
for well, it's not profitable at all for the system, right. for the Wall Street system to to encourage people to take control of their stuff. One one thing that I noticed is that usually people, when they start hearing about this, they go through this roller coaster, right? And they they think, well, this seems a little weird, or how come I haven't heard about it? And then once they get past that and they realize why they haven't heard about it, they get into a really annoyed space of, I wish I'd known about this 10 years ago, right. because I think about all the money I wasted on taxes and the things that it limited me where I couldn't do, I saw a deal, but I didn't have the access to funds. And then all of a sudden they realize, you know what? If my friend and my family also have these plans, if I find a property, I could literally borrow their money. They could be the lender. They could be the bank. All of a sudden, I have access to millions and millions of dollars. So then they want to share it with everybody. So it's a, it's a funny roller coaster, and almost everybody goes through the, the exact same ride. We're talking today about investing with your retirement funds and who that's right for and what kind of tools you can use. But more when we uh, get back. Plus, we'll play Real Estate Trivia next. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Live nationwide, you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com. If you love turnkey cash flowing real estate, then Indianapolis is your market. Forbes just rated it the number one market for renters. As real estate investors, we love renters. Find out if Indianapolis is the right market for you. Get a copy of Aaron Adams' Indianapolis Market Report by sending an email to indy at realestateguysradio.com. That's indy, I-N-D-Y, at realestateguysradio.com. Ranked by Forbes as one of the fastest growing cities, Orlando, Florida has a big and diverse economy, yet still features affordable rental properties that cash flow. Our boots on the ground turnkey provider, Greg Bond, at Greater Orlando Homebuyers, can show you how to start generating cash flow today. He just wrote a special report to help you discover the magical market of Orlando. Request your free copy today. Send an email to Orlando at realestateguysradio.com. That's Orlando at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, I'm Robert Kiyosaki, and I encourage you to listen to those wild and crazy real estate guys. They're the best, been working for years, and they know what they're talking about. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning into the show this week. We're talking about how to unleash the real power of your retirement account. And before we get back to our interview with Damien Lupo, it's time to play Real Estate Trivia, your chance to win a prize. In fact, it's a book that he's written, and it's a good one. That could be yours if you know today's Real Estate Trivia question. In just a minute, I'm going to ask you something that has to do with real estate and the Roth IRA. And if you can figure out the answer and be first, you're going to get a great prize. It's a copy of the book Reinvented Life by Damien Lupo and Christopher Ashby. The stories of the highs and lows of real estate investors that these gentlemen went through and a lot of good lessons there. That can be yours if you know today's real estate trivia question. Last week on the show, we talked about growing your real estate portfolio with coconuts. And we asked, where in the world is the Coconut Research Institute? Well, it is in Sri Lanka. In fact, the CRI, Coconut Research Institute, is a national institute founded in 1929. Here's our real estate trivia question for this week. The Roth IRA is named for Senator William Roth. Here's what we want to know. In which U.S. state was he a senator? What large piece of real estate, what real estate area, what state in the U.S. was Senator Roth from? If you know or want to take a guess, and it's easy to guess, there's 50 choices. Send your best guess to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Could your name, the answer to the question, and your mailing address so that if you're the winner, we can send you a copy of Reinvented Life by Damian Lupo and Christopher Ashby. That's today's real estate trivia question, and we're talking with one of the authors of this book, Damian Lupo. And uh, Damian, interesting uh, story. I'm sure this was quite cleansing for you to tell your story of building up an amazing portfolio and then saying goodbye to a lot of it. Yeah, the story is the process of getting all of the residue from the disaster out of you. So if you ever have a disaster and you want to get rid of it, I think one of the ways you can do that is, is to write this, the book and then put it out there. And then you laugh with everybody. And it, it's just it's kind of cathartic and it's fun. So that was what we did. Awesome. Now you have a new book that's about uh, what we call the QRP. So let's talk about that. QRP is a qualified retirement program. How does that compare to what we're talking about? Well, the qualified retirement plan is it's it's we call it that so that people will it'll kind of disrupt people from their traditional thinking when they hear terms. Oftentimes, our our um, our brain doesn't attach to something because it's the same thing we've heard over and over again. So there's no real disruption, no interrupt. And the QRP is the qualified retirement plan. So it kind of it covers this area of tax law and it gives you these these powerful tools. And it depends really how you structure the vehicle. But it's kind of like the QRP is really saying um, it's a car. 
but then what kind of car? Is it a Tesla or is it an Audi or what, it, what is it? And we designed something within that QRP, the Solo 401k. So you have this tool and we design it so that you can go take that thing and you can make it autonomous or you can make it where you're stomping on the, the accelerator. It's really up to you. And so that the qualified retirement plan is, just think about it, it's you being in control of your finances, your investments, your retirement. Nobody's telling you what you really can't do. They're just, it's wide open at that point. That's what the QRP represents. Now, you and I are not uh, attorneys or tax professionals, but your co-author in this book is. So talk about that part of it, the tax side of it, because you obviously know a lot about that, as we do, because we're around it a lot. But you, at some point, you do need a tax professional. Yeah, I, I think that this, is, uh, this is something that I learned and I've heard from Robert Kiyosaki millions of times, that investing is a team sport. And so that's one of the reasons that there are people that are a lot smarter than me that are always part of these projects and that co-wrote the books, the tax attorneys, because I wanted to make sure that we could dive into the laws and make sure that this thing was super tight. And 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 I think there's a lot of misinformation that's thrown around and people are making potentially very dangerous decisions. And to give you an example, if you make a bad decision with an IRA or a 401k, sometimes the penalties can be 100 plus percent of the assets right. that you, in, you invested. So you're talking about making a mistake and having all of your money pulled by the IRS. You don't wanna make those mistakes. So I think it's always, in fact, I know it's always the best choice to have some of these people, the attorneys and the accountants on your team and running this, this stuff by them. And, and, and making sure that you're not doing something totally stupid, even though you have the option of controlling your stuff, you still want to have a team involved. Well, especially with the qualified retirement plan, the way that you're explaining it, because there is kind of a higher level of standard in that there's not a custodian. You are the, the trustee. So that takes a little more effort than the person that's just going to casually throw some money into a mutual fund. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're, you're making the, the choices on what to invest in, and you're in charge of making sure that the assets are protected. So people that maybe buy precious metals, you can't just have the metals sitting on your, your kitchen table and the door front door open. You'd actually need to protect them. With your real estate, you're going to need to do smart things. I, I'll give you an example of of one of my um, one of my coaching clients that I had a while ago bought a house with uh, out of state bought a house with some retirement money and didn't get insurance on the house it was a cash purchase and I remember this is in Florida and what happens in Florida there's hurricanes right, right? and I, there was this giant hurricane that came through last fall. And I said, I was talking with her and I said, so just want to make sure, I mean, this could be a good thing. If the house gets blown over, insurance company's going to write you a new check. And I've had that happen in Alabama with hurricanes. I got new houses and nobody got hurt, which is good, but the house got to be rebuilt. She said, oh, we didn't get insurance. We thought we were going to sell the house really fast and they'd had it for six months. And I said, oh, that's bad. And the hurricane's coming in tomorrow. So there was no way to do anything to fix the problem. This is where you've got to have a team because if she had a team, there would have been a checklist and they would have said, do this, do this, this. She didn't do that. And so that's that's one of the dangers in this without having a team and winging it. You really need to have a team and that's that's where you leverage off their expertise. Well, I wasn't really going to talk about this, but I know you have a book that's called The Quick and Dirty Guide to Gold and Silver. And obviously being a dealer, you know a lot about that. We often talk about gold and silver on the real estate guys, even though it's not a real estate asset that does come out of the ground uh, because it's a very different investment, right? It doesn't have counterparty risk, all, all the things we all know about it. But what's interesting is if I own gold or silver in my self-directed IRA, I really can't take receipt of it. It has to be somewhere else. And a lot of times investors are like, well, I'm not confident that I have a place I can store it that I completely trust or where would I go if I needed to. But it's different in the QRP. That's right. The, the QRP is is night and day because you're the trustee and the administrator, which means you get to decide how the plan invests and you get to take custody, take, you're the, you're the fiduciary of these assets. So when we're talking about precious metals, you're in charge of making sure that they're protected and put in you know, the vault of your house or whatever it is that's, that's a good space. I like that. And I think a lot of people really would prefer to have control where it's it's private. It's off the grid. It's not in some random vault thousands of miles away. It's it's an important piece for most bullion investors to have that option. And you, you just, you don't have it with an IRA. So I love that part. And a lot of people end up using their, their QRPs for purchasing metals because they get to control it and there's no counterparty risk. Well, again, there's been a lot of misinformation about this because some of the folks who are out there touting the, you know, checkbook IRA where you could go ahead and buy gold or silver and keep it in your house, that's not necessarily true if you check 
with your tax advisor. Uh, but this is a very different vehicle. Yeah, it is. And, and one of the things that's really important for people to realize is that I think it's, a, it's valuable to listen to people that are black and white about things and not playing into the gray. And if you've ever played in the gray with, with a federal government entity like the IRS or the SEC or something, it hurts. And and with, with this, it's black and white. You're allowed to hold medals with your QRP. You are not allowed to do it unless you're some type of financial institution or a custodian could with an IRA. And so to me, that's black and white. I don't think making up the term or whatever a financial institution is, is a smart idea to hold your medals just because you want to be creative. I think that's a very dangerous thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about this for a minute because uh, you're a guy that obviously understands metals, but you also understand real estate just from a portfolio point of view. You've got people that come in and they were very interested in this, uh, this plan. How do people approach that? the balance of their portfolio? I think usually what, what people have to decide first is what, what is the purpose of, the, of these different things? And are they speculating? Are they using it for protection? I, I used to have this mentality that I was going to just have gold and silver, and that was my entire portfolio after I exited real estate. And then I went, wait a second, this may not be the best mentality. It's to, to me, it, it shifted into a um, a use for hedging against the crazy out-of-control printing with the, all the central banks and things. And so it's now a piece of my portfolio. And then the real estate is, is what I know is going to continue to go on and produce cash flow. That's what matters to me. So I think it really depends on what e- the purpose of each investment is inside your retirement vehicles. And then you decide, okay, how much am I going to have in there? If if your gold is sitting there and it's not producing cash flow, you can starve to death and have $10 million in gold. So maybe that's not the best plan. So I think it's really important to look at the, the holistic global view of your, your plan and your assets. Well, that brings up a great point too, because one of the elements of a retirement plan is that you don't get to make withdrawals until you're of a certain age. So you don't want to use that to invest anything you think you're going to need to use right away. So even though you might be able to take a physical custody of a metal, you can't just go in and liquidate a few ounces because you need the cash. No, that, that's right. It, well, one of the great things about the QRP that I, that I think everybody needs to know is that you can borrow up to $50,000 of it any day you want simply by writing yourself a check and then you pay yourself back. But it gives you an, an open line of credit, if you will, with your money anytime, anywhere for anything. So you no longer have to beg the bank to give you money and it's instant. There's, I mean, there's no turnaround. As fast as you can write a check, it's happening and it's, and it's there. And, and so you, you've got some tools that are built that are baked in into this that um, are really, really valuable. The other thing that's that's powerful beyond belief is that Roth component of, of the solo 401k, of the QRP. I think people have to understand that there's no way to predict taxes in the future. But if you can opt out of that, whatever it's going to be, then all of a sudden you're setting yourself up for some real foundational clarity and power and peace. And there's no anxiety around what is it going to be, 50%, 20%? How badly am I going to get taxed when it's zero all of a sudden the game changes. All right, so no investor left behind. In case you don't know, a traditional retirement fund is where you put money in that hasn't been taxed and it goes into a retirement fund and it's treated differently. And then when you take withdrawals, it's taxed. And part of the thinking is, well, I'll be at a lower tax rate when I'm older and taking the money out. Well, I hope not. I'm hoping to be at a higher and higher tax rate, first of all. But what the Roth does is it allows you to pay tax on those funds, then put it into an account. Then when it sells, whenever that asset sells on down the ride or you take a a distribution, then it's not taxed. So check with your tax professional about that. But that's the power of a Roth. Now, again, there's limitations about how much you can earn and have a Roth. There's limitations about how much you can put in. So a Roth isn't the end-all, be-all, but for certain investments, that's that strategy part. It can be an amazing tool. It, yeah, it's it, there's an ability to even do a backdoor Roth where you're even if you don't qualify because you make too much money, you can contribute into IRAs, you can roll them into a, a solo 401k. There are ways to do this, and this is where the team helps because you can say, I want to do this, but I have no idea. Well, don't try to figure it out. Go to get help from other people. And then once you have this money in there, I, I, the, one of the reasons I love the Roth so much is because oftentimes I see people buying real estate and then when they sell it, they don't want to pay tax. So they 1031 exchange, they they defer their, their gains. Yep. And the problem with that that I've seen consistently is people will force themselves into another deal just to avoid the tax and they buy bad deals yeah. because there's this limited time where they have to get something. We call that letting the tax tail wag the investment dog. Right, ex- exactly. And you don't have to ever worry about that with when your money's in inside of your solo 401k and it's in the Roth piece, it's it's Roth money, all of a sudden it doesn't make any difference. If you sell something, there's no timing. You just sit there and wait for a good deal. You never want to let tax dictate whether you're going to buy something. You want to make sure the deal is good. And now we're just taking tax out of the equation completely. 
Awesome. So now that you've had a chance to uh, be talking to people about this and, and this has become a, a little more mainstream, if you will, what are some of the things that you've seen that uh, have been maybe mistakes or misjudgments that investors make that uh, you wish they'd known beforehand? Well, one of the th- one of the things that I, I've seen, I've seen people take their money out of out of their mutual funds. They have control of it, and then they start investing in all sorts of things. I've watched them invest in their neighbor's restaurant, and sometimes I look at them and go, I know you like their their cannolis or whatever it is they're selling, <laughs> but I don't know if this is a great thing. So I think people g- can get a little bit anxious about investing in things because they get exciting, so they start to invest from their glands. I've also seen people do things they never thought they'd be able to do, where they were investing uh, with their their friends and, and family in in properties. They were loaning the money. They were borrowing the money. They were investing in land. They were selling land on contract. They're they're doing everything. I mean, foreign land. They're buying land in Nicaragua using their retirement money in the U.S. and they're never paying taxes. And it's outside of the U.S. So there's this this diversification option that they have. I, I've seen them build cash flow. I've seen them build up cash by just buying and selling properties. Anything you can imagine in the real estate world, people are doing. And probably the biggest one that most people don't think about because it might be a little bit morbid, but when you're talking about the ability to inherit these type of accounts, you can opt your family out of paying taxes for generations. And I mean, when you when you set something up, one of the strategies that I know people are doing, and it's completely fine to do, is you end up hiring a, a parent or a grandparent, and and you fund, you pay them, you put them on salary, and it might be a few thousand dollars, and and it's in a, it's in a Roth account for them. Basically, what happens, and this is just, and this is amazing to think about, get your head around this. For, but once they they pass on, and you inherit the account, you could be 25, 35 years old, and you're able to continue investing, and you can use the money. So you don't have to wait until you're 60 to start using the money inside the retirement account. So if you think about how you could set that up for your family, you could really set your family up to be professional investors that never pay taxes again, and it's black and white. Well, obviously, there's a whole bunch more to think about here. And if we had three hours, we probably couldn't uh, get all of it done. But you put together a report for our listeners. Damien, tell us about what's uh, in the report. Well, you're going to really understand what you can and can't do with with a QRP. You're going to understand whether or not you're qualified, whether or not the activities you're doing is are, are going to allow you to do this. And it's going to give you some ideas for just really some alternative thinking and ways to 10x what you're, whatever you're getting in terms of returns. It's going to give you options that you've never heard of. And it's, it's going to give you the nuts and bolts. So if it makes sense... And, and it's the right thing, you'd be able to get started. It's really going to empower you. I mean, that's the bottom line. You're going to see stuff that you've never seen before, and you're going to be a different person at the end of that report. Well, then you better get yourself a copy. All you have to do is send an email to QRP at realestateguysradio.com. QRP, Qualified Retirement Plan, QRP at realestateguysradio.com. And just like magic, it'll get right out to you. Hey, Damien, great stuff. Thanks for sharing this information, and uh, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. More when we come back. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Need help with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, this is Patrick Donahoe, CEO of Paradigm Life. Wall Street and banks spend billions of dollars per year in advertising with the goal to convince you that they are the solution. But take a look around. None of their advice has worked. If you're listening to this, odds are pretty good that you're already a real estate investor or at least becoming one. So why do you do it? Is it to hedge inflation, the tax benefits, or maybe it's to get your money away from Wall Street? It's because of these benefits and so many more that I created the Real Estate Investor's Guide to the Perpetual Wealth Strategy. When you combine successful real estate investing with the Perpetual Wealth Strategy, you have the recipe for what has helped the wealthy to establish their financial well-being for decades. You can download the Real Estate Investor's Guide to the Perpetual Wealth Strategy today by clicking the Resources tab on the Real Estate Guys Radio homepage. Don't wait. Go download it now. Hi, this is Mark Skousen, and you're listening to the Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning into the show today. If you've ever wanted to do bigger deals with other people's money, come on out to the secrets of successful syndication. We get lots of amazing people to come to this event, and we're excited to have it in September in Dallas, Texas. Just go to the website at realestateguysradio.com and click on events, and you'll see all the other places the Real Estate Guys will be. Well, great to reconnect with Damien Lupo. Yeah, it is. It's uh, just another piece of evidence about the importance of getting out in the real world and meeting real people. 
and uh, and then staying in touch. You never know what's going to happen, where people are going to go, what they're going to discover, uh, what kind of brilliance they're going to develop into, and great ideas they're going to come back and share with you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this is an area that uh, we have lots of listeners we know have been interested in, and a lot of folks who are just getting turned on to the fact that they can use their retirement funds to invest in things like real estate. I think one of the biggest hurdles has always been that, you know, real estate's expensive compared to shares of stock or a few ounces of metals, and being able to get leverage is great, but also just the idea of building up over time your retirement assets in a different way than maybe you would think of your cash assets. Yeah, this is, you know, this is a complex topic. We, we could do probably four or five shows just with Damien on all the different nuances, and I'm sure he's got many team members that we could also use, because if you think about it, he mentioned an estate planning concept, right. how you can go generationally. Uh, that was a piece that could be fully developed. Uh, on the syndication side, It's you're, we're talking about unleashing the power of your retirement account, but there are other people who have retirement accounts, and you can unleash the power of their retirement accounts into deals that you're putting together, which of course, when you create a syndication business now, that's another form of being self-employed. So even if you have a day job and you're a W-2 somewhere, doesn't mean you couldn't start a syndication business and have your own 401k. Well, in fact, you and I encourage people who are going to raise other people's money to absolutely not just treat it by a business, but make it a business and help them set up their their organizational chart and their legal entities and all that kind of stuff in that way and incur the kinds of, you know, typical business expenses you would and so forth. So, right, Stephen Covey says, begin with the end in mind. If you're looking to start a business of any kind, well, there's some good stuff out there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you think about like what Patrick Donahoe does with the infinite banking concept. And there's these, there are these tools out there that have a role to play inside of your overall financial plan and inside of your overall investing plan and inside of your overall business plan. And they're all different tools. The thing I appreciate about Damien is he isn't just a provider of a service, but he really is a strategist. And what I love about people who think that way, that are really interested, it's not, you know, it's not something, oh, this is just my job, this is what I do to make a living but they they really like what they do. You know, I'm always interested. I always appreciate, Robert, how you asked at the beginning how someone got into the business. What is their background? Were they really an investor? Did they, have they taken some lumps? Because I know the greatest lessons I've gotten are from all the mistakes I've made. Oh, oh, yeah. And so when I can talk to somebody who's got some of that real world experience and they found ways to stay in the game and to come back and to uh, build up strategies to mitigate the risk going forward and to regain the ground that they lost, those are people I want to hear from. Those are people I want to hang around with. And what I really appreciate is that concept that uh, Damien talked about, it being a team sport. I know that he's built himself up a team. And as we get to work with Damien more, I'm excited about meeting the people that he knows and tapping into all of that. So the value that somebody brings to the table is not always just what they have financially. It isn't always just what they offer you in terms of their product or services or expertise, but it's the other people that they know. And and who they're connected to. And it really is a fascinating world, you know, when you look at your business and networking from, from that standpoint. Well, I really appreciate the fact that his family business, right, his business that he has been in and his dad started in metals, I mean, that's a business that's a, a great business. And yet this customer who calls sends him on a whole nother path, right? I mean, he's still, he's still a, a gold dealer, right? But this is a very interesting way for folks who maybe thought they couldn't invest in gold, silver, real estate, you name it, to be able to do that or maybe even tap into it more, more quickly. No, it's, it's, it's fascinating. And again, I go back to this idea that as a real estate investor, we have to think more than just about the deal. We have to think about the business side of being an investor, and we have to think about the portfolio management side of being an investor. And most people who are investing in paper assets and working with conventional advisors understand the concept of portfolio management. They talk about asset allocation. They talk about estate planning and tax mitigation strategies. Uh, but real estate investors often don't. They just think about deals. Most real estate investors I've met, hardcore real estate investors are deal junkies. They like searching for deals. They like negotiating deals. They like buying junky buildings and making them nice. Yes, we do. And it it, it kind of begins and ends there. And, and, you know, one of the things we work hard on this show to do, Robert, is open it up and get people to think a little bit more about the other components of being a real estate investor, the business component and the portfolio component. And Damien actually 
has two different services that fit in that because the the retirement setting up the qrp program is great from the business side and moving money out of your business and creating a tax shelter which now you start moving into the portfolio side and then you add to that the idea of being able to take some of your liquidity some of your purchasing power if you will and mitigate against currency loss by moving it into precious metals which is really just a hedge against a falling currency and we know the dollar and most currencies are on a collision course with death i mean they're not going to last forever they might last a long time they might last your entire lifetime but the dollar has a hundred year history of losing value well and we always haven't had a dollar there were several currencies in the u.s before the dollar right and when you're talking legacy when you're talking generational you know you're talking about ways to create uh, wealth that could sustain through a lot of different storms you know, Jim Rickards is talking in, in Currency Wars, Death of Money, and his latest book, Road to Ruin. He's talking about some of the major instabilities going on. And when you realize that when these things begin to break, that people begin to make a, a mad dash for real assets, precious metals has a role to play and have the ability to tap into these tax breaks. Uh, and that's a whole different discussion. We don't have time to go into it now, but we should we should do a show on that show because it's fascinating when you think about if you buy gold low and sell gold high in terms of dollars, you end up with a tax bill. But if all you've done is mitigated against a falling dollar, you haven't really protected your purchasing power because the tax takes a bite out of it. So it's a complex topic, but it's something worth getting your mind around. Absolutely. You know, I think there's an evolution that we've made as investors, certainly. And I know the show has made to be interested in broader economic topics. We saw it on the summit like we had in the last several years where we've got folks who aren't necessarily just core real estate investors, but sharing amazing ideas, right? To have Peter Schiff back with us for the sixth year and to have G. Edward Griffin, right? Who isn't necessarily a real estate guy, but is a pretty interesting guy when it comes to just ideas and all that stuff. And that's the thing, you gotta get new ideas in your head. You may not be at a place where it makes sense to use your retirement funds to invest in real estate or Maybe you are. Maybe you're a syndicator who can look at those funds or starting a business as a real business and opening up a, a QRP like Damien talked about. So think long term and uh, begin with the end in mind. And it's never too early to start building your future portfolio. Big thanks to Damien Lupo for his time today and uh, for giving away a copy of his book and the great report that uh, everyone can have. If you're interested in what we talked about today, just send an email to QRP at realestateguysradio.com. Until next week, go out and make some equity happen. This episode of the Real Estate Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Paradigm Life. Powerful cash management strategies using life insurance. Learn more at beyourbank.com. Mid-South Home Buyers, low-cost, turnkey cash flow properties in Memphis, Tennessee. Corporate Direct, asset protection strategies for real estate investors from attorney and rich dad advisor Garrett Sutton. Find these and other great companies under the Resources tab at realestateguysradio.com. To learn how you can expose your product or service to the Real Estate Guys audience, call 888-489-7723, extension 4. That's 888-489-7723, extension 4. Or use the feedback page at realestateguysradio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on the Real Estate Guys Radio Show.